Kutte Sichas Chelek Yudbeis Parshas Nini Sicha One. The Purusha Lapasik Beteitze Eish Mufne Hashem Beteichol Aisam Vegamer. So it says in this week's Parsha that Nadav VeAvihu brought a the Maisek Keteris. They brought a Keteris without the command of Hashem, and a fire came out from before Hashem and consumed them. So Matik Rashi Atevis Beteitze Eish. So Rashi. Uh, brings the words of the Tetzei Eish that a fire went out, Umefarish. So Rashi is going to explain why did they, why did the fire go out? Why was there a fire that came out from before Hashem and consumed them? What was their aver that they did? So Eliezer says it was because they were, they taught a halacha not in front of Moshe. Meaning is that this that they brought, the Keteris, they didn't first ask Moshe, was it uh, the proper thing for them to do were they allowed to? They made a psak that yes, we are allowed to bring this Maisek Thurs, and they brought it on their own without asking. So, therefore, a fire went out and consumed them. Bishmol says the ver that they did is that came into the Mikdash and brought the Kutairis while they were drinking wine. So, uh, and um, and how do we know this is correct? He says, because in the next parsha it tells us that, uh, that, that there was a command to all the children of Aaron that remained that they are not allowed to go into the Mikdash while they are drinking wine. So, And Rashi brings a, a, a mashal for this. From a king that had a ben bias, a member of the household that uh, was standing at a particular store, and then the king came and commanded his head be chopped off. And then he appointed the next Ben Bias to do the job. And, um, and he told him, don't go and stand in front of these stores. So nobody understood why the first Ben Bias was killed. But this, that he commanded the second one not to go in front of these stores, they understood that was the issue. It's the same thing over here. We didn't understand why Nadav and Viu was killed. But because he, the next parasha tells us about the Avera of drinking wine, when you're going to the base to the Mikdash, do Avaida, we understood that was the reason why they were killed. So we have a bunch of questions on this. So first of all, Tzarech Lohaben. Sibas Misashon Shabbanei Aaron Har Mepharashasi B'pshut Eish Lam Mikra B'kasuf B'pasak Shalifnei Zah V'yikrivu Lifnei Hashem Eizara Eish Zara Sharlai Tzibaisa L'chein Tetz Eish V'yamutsu V'ein Tzarech B'fir Shkai Says first of all, very strong question is, it says in the Pasuk clearly why they died. It said that they brought a fire which they were not commanded to bring. They bring a a strange fire, a strange fire that they weren't commanded to bring. Therefore, they died. So why is Rashi coming to explain? Oh, why did they die? The pasuk says why they died. And second of all, Bayes Anthel he came of our Rashi. And the Rashi gives up shot, but he doesn't even give the shot that it says Kolar in the pasuk. Rather, he gives these other two Purushan that we just explained. Why would he do that? Next question, Gimel. Kevin Shirashi Bal of Fire Shatam Lama Mesbunaran, Hoyuloi Lahati Pipirushe Tavis Vayamusu, the Allah Koi Vilaitesh. Next question is on the Divra Maschel. Why does Rashi choose the words Vitesh, the Chaira? What Rashi's trying to explain is why they died. So he should have brought the words Vayamusu, but he doesn't. Dalit, Yadu al Klaal, Shakasha, Rashi may be based Purushan by Inyan Achad. So 
Says we know the rule of Rashi. Whenever he brings two Purushim, it's because each one has a issue that only the second answer will resolve. So that's why he has to bring two. And the the first one is the stronger shot. That's why he brings it first. Uh, the first, but there's an issue with it. So he also brings the second shot. But the second shot has even bigger issues with it. Therefore, he only brings it to the second. So we need to understand what are the issues with each one of these pshatim, and why is the first shot the stronger shot? And hey, ka'amur kamapamim im Rashi perushim maybe davar b'shemaimre we know the rule that when Rashi brings the name uh, of the Baal Memra, which is not the Derech of Rashi at the majority of situations, this is to add explanation in his Pirish. Sometimes the Rebbe explains it is that a question that a, a Taman Mamulach would have, that a, a more sharp student might have a, a question, so he brings the name of the Baal Memra and that gives that explanation. We need to understand what is, is bothering Rashi that he needs to bring the Baal member of Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yishmael. Rashi is perfectly miduik. He doesn't bring an extra word, even an extra letter. He says, we don't understand why Rashi brings the first six words, five words of the mashal. If you just want to be mitzayin where the place is and you should go look it up. So just say, mashal And if you want to, the whole thing is important, then bring the whole thing. But what's the point of bringing the first five words? So it must be that this that Rashi brings those extra words, it must be because those extra words are uh, adding in a very important part to his explanation. So we need to, of course, understand what was the issue uh, in the Pasuk, that Rashi felt that he has to bring these words and that would give an explanation for that issue. Base. Habir calls that pshat in all this. So we're going to explain what was bothering Rashi uh, in the Pesukim. He says, "Mekavim shaprusha sharashi halateve spetetze eish, muvim shbehem akushi shechrichu lefar shloi meis b'neiron alidei chulu." He says, "Rashi's pirush is on the words vetetze eish, so it's understood that obviously the issue was on those words, not on the other words. So what's the issues on the words vetetze eish?" He says, "Oifim mitzasan shbenei'aron b'chala muvim shaharzeh mida knege mida, ha'inish vetetze eish v'goymer knege hachet hakrabes eish zara." He says, we know that Bnei Aaron were killed Mida Kenegan Mida, measure for measure. They brought an Eish Zara, therefore an Eish came and consumed them. Rashi has an issue because the words of Tetzei Eish L'Choyer in this parasha 
are being used for two totally opposite meanings. The first time we have these words, it's mentioned that as, as a schar. It's talking about the hashrasa shechina, that after they finished um, uh, the, the, the inauguration of the, uh, of the mishkan, it says a, a fire came down and consumed the carbon. So it's, it was a gili hashechina, and everybody, as we're going to explain, we're so happy that they were able to have this Hashem. And then the next few psukim later, we use the same lashma, Hashem, use the word, same words. But it's used for exactly the same, exactly the opposite meaning. It just seems extremely strange that the Torah is always so meduk on its words. So how could it be that the same ish, this same ish that comes out from Hashem is being used one time it's, it's, it's showing an idea of a gile shechinai, and the second time the teitzeish is referring to the union of punishment. Is this a good fire or a bad fire? And he's going to explain, K'may Shapir Shrashi, Shkol zayn yimei ha-meluyim, loy shar sabay b'mishkan, shechinai v'yisrael nechlam, during the seven days of meluyim, the shechinai was not shayra, and the yidin were embarrassed, they were saddened. Amalehem Moshe, Aaron achi k'day, Moshe tells him it's because I'm the one bringing the kabanis for the first seven days, but my brother Aaron, he's, he's worthy. Through his avodah, his kabbalah, the shechina will come down. And what happens afterwards? The pasuk tells us the fire came down and consumed the carbon. That the people saw and they rejoiced and they fell on their faces. Uh, so, so we see the teitzeish was a fantastic gilui shechina. Just um, like this is a. a you see this idea that the same words, words always have a connection in Torah. If you ever learned the Pierce of the Balaturim, the Balaturim always, what he does is he takes, he finds a word that's mentioned three or four times in the Torah, even two times, and he shows that this that the Torah uses, the same Pasuk one here, and he uses another Pasuk in somewhere else in Nach, and makes a connection and, and adds explanation, meaning is that the words itself that you use in one place adds explanation and context to those same words as they relate to that other situation. So over here, we're using the same words, and not only does it not add context and explanation, it actually seems like a contradiction, especially since it's not two different places in Tanakh, it's Mamish in the same, same parsha. Therefore, Rashi had to say that the words that's talking about what by B'nai Aaron was a me'ain, of a, of a shrasa shechina. It was also an union of a gilu kedusha. Teitzeish is always an idea of a, a gilui, a revelation of kedusha. Kshem she'aydeh avoidus aren't bav ha-gilui teitzeish al-mezbeach. K'moi ke'n aydeh avoidus ha-kater shubane aren't bav ha-gilui v'teitzeish. Ela m'shum she'ha-yichasar l'fi-erkem u'malasam ba'ifen ha-nagasam. Therefore, Rashi says that the Teitzei Eish, Taka does mean it in of Kedusha, that a fire came out to also consume their carbon. But the problem was that they had a chasaran relative to who they were in the way that they conducted themselves. And only because of that, uh, it, it also consumed them, meaning is they weren't on the proper level to experience this Hashras Hashrina, because they were, uh, as for the two reasons we mentioned, and therefore they were consumed. But the void itself was a Yonavayda Kedusha. So that answers the question. The Teitzei Eish is a Gile Eshkina. The problem wasn't the Eish, the problem was the individual. So this comes, so it comes out that it must, if they brought a, a 
if the if this carbon that they brought was not what Hashem wanted, it was against the Sibah of Hashem, it of course wouldn't have brought uh, a gili of the Shekhinah. Elamai, we must say that the bringing of the Kateris itself was something which was a good thing. It was a proper thing for them to bring. Uh, and therefore the Shekhinah Taka did come, because it was a mitzvah. But their, their issue wasn't something else. And that's what we're going to explain. Therefore, Rashi explains that the Avera was not, they didn't die because of the Avera that they did, rather that they died because they were Meira Halacha, this that they were Makri of the fire, and uh, this that they Paskan Halacha, that they were allowed to bring this uh, fire for the Katairas, and they didn't consult Meisha Avera. Uh, the Pasuk says it was a foreign fire, which they were not commanded. So what does that mean? He says, He says, this that it was a foreign fire that they weren't commanded is not trying to say that the Keturus itself that they brought was against Hashem Tzivoy. No, no, no. If you medaik in the words, we see, he says, if you're medayik in the words, it says that they brought a fire that they were not commanded to bring. Meaning is, the issue is that they weren't commanded, meaning they didn't ask Moshe Rabbeinu, are we supposed to bring this Ezzar? Rather, they commanded themselves. They were Moshe Halacha that were allowed to bring it. So the Ezzar, so we call Malkam, it's Nikra Ezzar, it's Alderich, Mashanema, Keter Sara, which means Zara's light. Meaning this that it was a foreign fire was only because they brought it without out permission. Meaning is the fire itself was fine. The the, the was fine. The problem was Uzarus, not Mitsan, the etzim Inyan of bringing it, is because they brought it in a situation when they shouldn't have brought it because they didn't ask Maisha first. Similar to where it says in Pasha Tasave, Zara, where the Torah tells us that a person's not allowed to bring as a gift offering an Adava. A Kateras. So the Torah tells us over there, Kateras Zara. So Rashi explains Zara Sloy that the essential concept of bringing a carbon a dove or bringing an offering on your own, that's fine. That's a good thing. You're allowed to bring it on the outside Mizbech, Mizbech and Chayshis. But to bring this carbon on the inner Mizbech, Mizbech Apnimi, that Zara Sloy, it's specifically strange to it. But the Etzim Inyan isn't. So that's a similar idea. But it's very hard to, uh, it's somewhat a small question to say that because of that they got such a strong punishment. Uh, why is it a kasha only ksas? We don't, I don't think we find that people are uh, die because they weren't. Uh, they, they're not but uh, we have to also understand the greatness of Nadav Aviyu. The greatness of the Nada of view was that any small thing, Hashem is medayik with tzaddikim, kachut asaira. So Rashi gives, to, to answer this question, why, but even, nonetheless, it's still somewhat of a question. Why, why would they have gotten such a strong punishment? So, so we explain like this. There's many great praises that are said about Rabbi Yazar that describe his greatness in Chachma and Taira. Uh, if you look at R14, gives you a bunch. He was able to say more divertir than what was received by Sinai. Meaning is, with his koicha pilpul, he could have 
you know, learn one din from the next din, I mean, zine, but he didn't. He only would teach halachas that he heard from his Rebbe. The stone that Rabbi Yezer sat on was similar to Har Sinai itself, because Rabbi Yezer, again, would only repeat words that he heard, which he knows were correct. And Rabbi Yezer is compared to the Aron Habris. He's like a pit, which is sealed with um, with lime that doesn't lose a drop. Meaning is whatever he received from his teacher, he kept. That's why he was similar to Sinai. But Nonetheless, even though he had such a greatness, he says if you say something that you did not hear from your Rabbi, you're going the Shechina to leave uh, from the Yidin. So this is when you're saying something not in front of your Rebbe, uh, that it's a chutzpah. But for sure, if you're saying mamish in front of your Rebbe, you're not even asking him, that shows on a complete lack of bittel. So as we know that the Indian of Shechina is only shayra through us having bittel. Um, that's when we're able to have the Shechina come within us. So by showing the opposite of Bittl, that's causing the Shechina to leave. And that was the great sin that they did because they were causing the Shechina um, to leave. Gimel. <coughs> he says, Rashi's issue is, because now we have the question on the other hand, because one hand we're saying they brought a carbon, the carbon itself essentially was good, mitzad the carbon, and therefore it causes a teitze On the other hand, we're saying that since they didn't ask, it's calling the, it's causing a siluk, the shechina to leave. So in one action, we're having two things happen. On one hand, they're bringing the shechina, on the other hand, they're leave, making the shechina leave. It seems somewhat contradictory. So Mishum Kushizi maybe Rashi. I mean, even though it's it's it's, it's a question, but it's not a complete upshlag because we could have one action that on one hand causes a shechina to be brought mitzad one reason, but there could be a shechina which leases mitzad another reason. Mishum Kushizi maybe Rashi prepare shen shasui yaim nichsul lemigdash shalafize ma'ir b'ashar shlein estaber lahadayim in kain harakov asektar esayis b'shleimus b'lia vera atziv hashem. He says, because of this question, Rashi brings the Pshad of Shusu Yain, which at that moment in time, they didn't have a command. So since they, there was, at that moment in time, there wasn't an issue for them to come in drunk into the Mishkan to bring the, the Katairas. So therefore, the, it makes sense why the Shekhinah would have been Shaira. They did the mitzvah properly. Uh, and that's where Rashi brings the continuation that you should know that only after their death um, we warn those who remained not to come into the Migdash while they're drinking wine. Which is Mashma. Meaning that Rashi brings this 
not only to be medayik and to explain why we're talking about, we're talking about the Mises Aaron, and all of a sudden, um, we're talking really about the story of the eighth day of the Meluyim, and right after the death of Aaron, we, all of a sudden we stop in the middle of the, the conversation about the Meluyim, and we bring in about the Isser of drinking wine coming to the Mikdash. What's the connection? So Rashi explains the connection is because that was the Aveir they did. He says that's not the only reason Rashi brings this. It's rather also explain the Maila, which is in the Pirish of Bishmol. That the Maila in Bishmol's Pshat is that the Bnei Aaron weren't commanded not to drink wine. And that's why Tetzah Eish, therefore the Shekhin was able to be Shaira. So the question the Rebbe is now asking is that it seems like it doesn't fit in the Pasuk. It says at the beginning that they brought a fire that they were not commanded. But L'Chaira were saying that they were commanded, they were allowed to bring that fire. So, so what exactly does it mean that they weren't commanded to bring it? So the Rebbe explains, Because what it means is it's saying they were, they were not commanded to bring it. It was specifically them. They were not allowed to bring that Kateris. But others would have been able to bring it. Meaning is the Keturus Mitzah was fine, therefore others could have brought it. They couldn't bring it. Why couldn't they talk and bring it? It's because they were drinking. And Derb is going to prove that. It's, he says it's understood that Nadvavir, his his older children of Aaron, they were their chinuch was proper and they were anointed with him and they were very they were very close they were the closest to the madrega of Aaron. As it says in the pasuk, Allah Hashem Ata Moshe Aaron Nadvavir It says that they should go up to Hashem Moshe Aaron who's right after Moshe and Aaron Nadvavir even before the seventy zikne Yisrael. Um, so why would it be that they they specifically weren't allowed to bring it? Alamai, it's because they drank wine. So again, so the Kataris itself was fine. It was they had an issue with their madrega, and it was only a momentary issue because they were drinking wine. Says, then the question is, why were they punished? Especially with such a strong punishment of death. They weren't even commanded. They, it wasn't a tzivah. They didn't do anything wrong. So therefore, Rashi gives an answer about this mashal. So what's the mashal? He says there's a marshal of the of a member of the household, a trustworthy member of the household of the king. And they find him standing on the doorway to a store. And they cut his head without saying anything, quietly. Then they appoint another member of the household in this individual's place. But we don't know why the first guy was killed. He says, but when he gives them the command, do not go enter into the, sto- the, the doorway of the, of the stores, then we know that's because the first guy went there, that's why he was killed. So, He says, from the words of the Medrash, the deek is on the words, that the Medrash gives the marshal of a ben bias. Ben bias means somebody of the household of the king. 
When you're part of the household of the king, you understand from your, on your own what the king expects. You, you, you know the culture. You know the expectations. So you don't need to be told about every single rule. You should be able to figure out what the rules are, what the expectations are from being part of that household for many years. Um, therefore, you don't need a, a, a clear command that this, that this thing is against what, what the king wants. Now we can answer that question, why Rashi, this was question six, why Rashi only quoted the first few words. Because this answers why the Bnei Aaron were killed regarding something that they were not commanded about. It is because they were the Bnei Bayis of Hashem. As it says in the Pasik, with my close ones I'll become holy. And as Rashi explains that when Hashem does a din with the tzaddikim, then everyone knows that they need to have uh, Yerus Hashem. Because he says how careful Hashem is with tzaddikim, of course he's also careful with others. So they themselves should have known um, the proper conduct. So here we see an import, another important klal, rule in Rashi, that even when Rashi quotes a medrash, if he only quotes certain words of the medrash, meaning he's not just in the place, but he actually adds a few words, but not the whole thing, the reason is because those words themselves are answering an important question. But this is not Miyushav and Gansan, why they would have been punished for something they weren't punished with death, something very strict that they weren't even commanded. Therefore, he adds Rabbi Yishmo. Right, so this is interesting, the difference in Lashon. Earlier on, it says about when they were Shusui Yain, the Rabbi uses the Lashon, Kasha Ksas. He uses the expression that it's a question, but it's a small question why they would have had um, death because of this. Because of Hayu Halach Mifnei Rabbim. Over here, he doesn't use the question of that it's uh, Kashuk Sas. He just says it's not Miyushav. It's not completely understood. And therefore, he brings the words of Rabbi Shmuel. Dehine Amru Chazal Rabbi Shmuel, Kahana, Rabbi Shmuel Hayakayin, and according to Sam, it might have even been a Kayin Gadl. Messiah Kahani Akoyin helps other Kayinim. This is Rabbi Shmuel, the Chazal saying Rabbi Shmuel. Pirish Rashi, Toymin Hu Ayizrama Mekelehem. Rabbi Shmuel is always helping and being lenient for Kainim. So the Shitasa also needed the Don. That was the Nechale, the Bishmol, the Sela Kahani, the Lehekel, the Chape, and the Arna Kainim. That he was, so therefore, also in our situation, he was Mekel for the Benear, the Nearm or Kayanim, and he was trying to show that their sin was smaller. Gamim Zed Dachuksas, the Pirish Aksuvim, Malafarsh, the Saksuvim, the Ifim, the Siash of Yeser, Abba Magdas Chatam. And you lame over at Siva Kadishbroch, or Hiru Allah. He says, therefore, even if it's a, a, a bigger deichik in the pirush of the Ksuvim, as we're going to explain in Ois Dal, why this pshat is a harder one to understand, but nevertheless, he prefers to give you know, the secondary pshat, the pshat that isn't as strong in Pshutei Shalmikra, in order to make their sin smaller, than to give the one that fits better in the Pesukim, but will make the, the, the vera greater, which is being over on the Tzivah Hashem of teaching Halach of Shnei Rabbah. Dal. These are the questions on his pshat, which and, and that's why it's the second one. He 
he says, um, from the words of the Pasuk, that they were makriv and eish sara, the mashmois was that the hakrava itself, the fire itself was zar. Right? Meaning is because they brought, like, for, like we said earlier, that, that the, according to the first shot, that they were drunk. So the actual fire that they brought was foreign because it wasn't supposed to be on the, uh, on the Mizbech. Masha Inkin, according to how we're explaining it now, according to Rabbi Shmuel's shot, which is the second shot, the fire itself was fine. The problem was mitzad the makrivim, mitzad the gavra. So just to put in lamdash words, according to the first shot of Rebbe Yezer, the issue was mitzad the chafsa. The fire itself was bad because they brought a fire which they were not commanded to bring. So therefore it says that they were makrivim eishzar. But according to the second shot, the fire itself wasn't really an eishzar. The zarus was that they weren't supposed to bring it. If you look at Aura uh, 20. According to the first shot, that the chait was in the essential, was in the etzim hakrava, in the essential bringing of the carbon, because the hayulah that this teaching of the halacha in front of Moshe wasn't just something that they taught halacha, but rather they acted upon it. They brought a fire on themselves, so the actual krava was bad. According to the second shot, the issue was not in the Akrava, rather is this that they came into the Mikdash when they were drunk. It wasn't the actual Akrava, but it was actually in their coming. Base. He says, since the chet um, wasn't through being wasn't through fire, then why does the why were they punished through the teitzeish? Right, meaning is there what they did wrong is that they were drunk. So how is it mida kenegemida? According to the first shot, they brought a fire they weren't allowed to because they didn't ask Maisha, Then it's understood why they got punished with fire, because they weren't allowed to bring this. They, they, they brought something based on, uh, on a psaq that they give, which was wrong. You know, it's like a, like a mitzvah baba avera almost. Um, but over here, there was nothing actually wrong with the fire. The problem was just they themselves. So it's hard to understand the midu kenege midu. Loka R21. Masha'enkin, the pirusha alef, sha'achet hayu baha krova harza midu kenege midu. The first shot, it was midu kenege midu. Lechein, ein rashi mistapik papirus zet, Therefore, Rashi is not satisfied just with this second shot. Rather, he brings it as the second shot, meaning is that he's, Rashi's telling us that the first shot that he gives is the better shot, and this is the secondary shot, because the first shot fits better in the actual psukim itself, in the words of the psukim with the actual story. While the issue with the first shot, as we mentioned, is not with the actual story, but rather it's, it's, it's uh, understanding the story outside that we're saying is that they brought this, that they brought the fire, causes a silica shekhinah, and also they're able to cause a gilu shekhinah. The issue wasn't in actual words in the story itself, but rather in the outcome. Hey, minyonei halacha shapir shrashi so, so we can learn how to lacha from this Rashi. Bedaik Rashi v'omer v'chinu b'gemara shuhu ra lacha 
בפני מוישה רבה. ולכאורה, מי נפגע מינה שהרא ההלכה, הרייס הלכה, הייס בפני מוישה, והיא מספקו למה שהיו הלכה בפני רבה. He says Rashi is medayik, and also the Gemara says these same words that they were they taught halacha in front of Moshe, their teacher. Why does it have to say Moshe? Just say that they were Moshe halacha in front of their teacher. What's the dik saying that it was Moshe? It seems like it makes a difference out specifically Moshe. What are we trying to exclude over here? Will be yoiser question. The question is even stronger. He says, there was even a greater Avera, meaning there was an Avera of teaching the Lach in front of Moshe, but there was even a greater Avera that they taught the Lach in front of Aaron, who was their Rebbe. As we know that um, when the teaching of the Torah happened, Moshe first taught it to Aaron. Then he called in Nadav Aviu, and he taught Aaron and, and his children, and then he called in the, the Zikanim, and then Moshe, and then he brought in all the Yidin. And then after Moshe Rabbeinu left, Aaron taught it to his children. And then, and then after Aaron left, another view taught it to the Zikanim and then to the Israel, and then another view left, and then the Zikanim came in. Meaning is that Aaron also taught another uh, view. So he was their teacher. And not only that, they were Bikeya Bikveida. Especially since the Maisek Torah was Shaykh to Aaron. That Moshe and Aaron came in, Moshe was, came to teach Aaron the Maisek Torah. So we see that it had a special connection to Aaron. So even though technically any coin uh, is allowed to bring the Ketairas, but we see on that particular day, Moshe Rabbeinu came in with Aaron to teach him. So and just extrapolating a bit to try to understand what the Rebbe is saying, that this that Moshe came with Aaron to teach him on the Maisek Torah showed that on that day was really the union of Aaron to bring it. Uh, and this that they brought up on their own, this shows that it was a Pekia in the Aved of Aaron on that day. And we see it's also insights for the union of not showing respect to your Rebbe. There's also another issue of one of the Ser Sadibis, which is respecting your father. So, why does Rashi bring the union of Moshe, which again, according to it, seems like it's extra, but even a bigger issue that by bringing the words, it's excluding Aaron, which seems like it would have been a, even a bigger issue. The Habir we find by the halachas of leaning by the Seder. We know the rule is that you're not allowed to do a Seber in front of your Rabbi, even if it's not your main Rabbi. Your Rabbi Muvak is the one that you learned most of your Torah from. Even if it's just a regular Rabbi that has taught you Torah, you need to have permission. And then if he gives you permission, then you can do a Seber. But there is no obligation for the Rav to um, give him permission and to be Meichal Kavit. It's completely up to the Rabbi what he feels is proper. But the law is that if a son's in front of his father, even if his father is his Rabbi Muvak and taught him the majority of his Torah, nonetheless, you do Haseba. Because the Lacha states, Mestam of the father was Meichel. You don't even need to ask. The assumption is the father is Meichel. So 
what comes out that even in a situation where technically the covet that one needs to give his father is greater than the covet he needs to give his rabbi, meaning his father is both his father and his rabbi, but nonetheless, we have a certain kula by the father because the assumption is, the halachic chazaka is that the fa- father probably was meichel. He says it comes out that even by the Bnei Aaron, even though the Itaka did have an obligation to show a greater respect to Aaron than to Moshe, but nonetheless is the halachic assumption is that Aaron probably was Moichel on his covid, and they were allowed to base their actions on that assumed Mechila. Therefore, they wouldn't have done something wrong. Or at least, as the Rebbe's Lashon is, it wouldn't have been as Chomer, like doing in front of your Rebbe. Because the Rebbe, you have to ask permission. Masha'inking the Father, there is, in certain scenarios, um, at least an assumption of Mechila. The Rebbe in the Ar go, uh, discusses it a bit more in detail, but the point is, there is that this assumption of machila by father, which is more than my teacher, by a rabbi. Therefore, the children of Aaron had less of obligation to um, ask him permission. So, Alpizam, moving to Yukash Shal Rashi, Adair Halacha, Bifne Moshe Rabbah. Now we understand the dik of Rashi. He says specifically Moshe, because if it would have been Aaron, they wouldn't have been punished because of this, because we would have assumed that he was Because of Khan. Now we can understand another dik. Why does Rashi also adds the words um, that Lay Mesu Bnei Aaron? They didn't die, the children are. We know who they are. Should have just said, Lay Mesu, Elaide. Should have just put it third person. Lay Mesu, they didn't die. Why do you have to say who it was, the Bnei Ar? But now we understand. The Bnei Ar move on. Because Rashi's trying to be die. That they were the children of Aaron. Therefore, since they were the children of Aaron, they only died Ella, right? Rabbi's, the Rashi uses the word Ella. They only died because they are Moira Halacha Bifne Moshe. Not because they were Moira Halacha Bifne Aaron, because Aaron is their father. That's why it says Bene Aaron. The Bene Aaron, the only reason the children of Aaron would have died is because they are Moira Halacha Bifne Moshe. That's the deacon adding the words Bene Aaron. The lesson. Even though another view had a fantastic and a great Maila, uh, it was so great that Moshe tells Aaron that they are even greater than us. And Hashem calls them my chosen ones. Nonetheless, they did not, they got punished with a very severe punishment because they lacked bittel for their Rebbe. They were mayur halach b'fanav. It's the importance of bittel. 
even the greatness that he had in Torah, he says if you teach something, but what you didn't hear from your Rebbe, that causes the Siluk HaShchina. Because the Bittal to your Rebbe is something which is Negea to the Gilui of the Shechina um, in, 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 by, by, by Yidin. Uh, as we know, because it's explained many places in Hasidus, that the Hash, a human being and Hashem are, are two to- are opposites. We're limited, and Hashem is bligvul; He's infinite. So how can we as finite beings have any connection and any, have an ability to have Hashem revealed within us? Though Hasidus explains it's only through the union of Bittl, which is the union of Chachma, is that by us putting ourselves completely on the side, we're able to experience something which is greater than us. When we already have our preconceived notions and it's all about us, you can't take anything else in because you already, you already know everything or at least you know something you can't completely accept. But when there's bittle, then it's a clean slate. It's like a clean piece of paper. Whatever's put on stays. So in order for the Torah to be truly incorporated within us, there needs to be this union of bittle. That's what Rabbi Yazar was saying. Another view, we're lacking in that bittle and therefore the Shekhinah was not able to... Um, be incorporated within them. And since the Shekhinah wasn't able to be incorporated in them, it consumed them. Therefore, a person should never say, I am a Tamil Chacham, I am a big Lamdin. Why should I be, how should I be bottled to my Rebbe and wait for him to teach me? Uh, the, halacha, the proper halacha according to the Torah, and also to teach me the proper conduct in this world and the way that I should go in Avedis Hashem. I have my own capability, my own strength. I'm able to teach myself how to uh, conduct my uh, conduct myself. So what happened is that that was their whole sin. The whole sin is the only reason they died, according to the according to Abiliazer, was because they're Mayor Lacha. They had they, they didn't have bittel. And that wasn't only that didn't only affect them, but actually caused a hapikin of Gil Hishina um by by the Yidim. The Yiddish Kisa. That's the first shot of Rashi of Abdiyazar. Now we're going to go on to the second one. So the first shot is telling us there needs to be bittel. The second shot is going to tell us that there also needs to be understanding. You need to grasp and have a sharpness and understanding in the Torah. He says, right, he's talking about drinking wine. Drinking wine is the idea of having an understanding. And shasuya, being drunk with wine, means that you're completely filled with Havana Vasaga. So Bishmol tells us that the bittel is needed specifically when you're going to the Migdash, which we're going to say is the idea of davening. But after uh, you leave the Migdash, then you need to have Havana Vasaka. Meaning in step one, is you need to have the idea of Bittl. 
Moshe. But step two is you need to start grasping it and taking the Shechina and taking the Torah and making it understood to yourself. So Mikdashu inyin atvila shaz oimid haadon lefnei melech malchim lachem kadosh baruch hu man demach beig mochach kamei malka avuchulu. Someone the Mikdash is inyin atvila and someone and then you're standing in front of Hashem and someone who makes a motion with his fingers in front of the king. It says in the Gemara that's considered a moyer b'malchus and he and he be chayv misa. Shetzarich lis betachlas a bitul ka'avdek mei marei. Aval v'dasu v'gidas b'tar tzarich lis v'ayifin d'shusu yain shkol mitziusim mulas v'chudur v'seichal tayr. Meaning, you need to have the complete level of bitul like a servant in front of his master. But as a veida, afterwards, when he starts learning Torah, he needs to be in an oifin of drinking wine that his whole mitzius is filled with the seichel of Torah. O k'moyishim tzina rabbi Yehuda v'rabbi Yulai sh'om loy matchinisa sh'panav sh'panav hayadaimim l'fnei shesui yain v'amor la rabbi rabbi Yehuda. That a certain matron said to him, saw him and says, it looks like you're a drunk. So Rabbi Huda tells his students, uh, that tells her that this is because his Talmud, his learning is always in his hands. Meaning is, he was telling her that since Baruchnius, I'm completely filled with Havana Basadwa Torah, therefore even Megashnius, it looks like I'm drunk. Meaning the Indian of drinking wine, Baruchnius, is Havana Basadwa, and therefore Megashnius, it also looked that way. Hine, Zesh Bizman, Atfil Bemigdash, Misbatl, Amun Susu, Legam Canal, Harzan, Nice and Koyacho Pale, Shagam of Dasa Achakach, Limitar, Besichlehu, Tiba Bittl Harai, Imshu. So this is the two steps. That first, the person having the proper bittel when he goes into the Migdash, um, then afterwards, when he starts the lone tire with the Seichel, it will be with the proper bittel. It will be with his um, the proper bittel that he's supposed to have. But how can you have these two opposite? On one hand, you have to, it's how you, and the feeling that you understand it. On the other hand, you need to be completely bitl. So you're just receiving whatever you tell me I'm going to take. How can you have both things? So this, now we get to the third point that Rashi brings. He brings a marshal. Marshal Melech Shoyla Ben Bayis since we are the children of the great King Hashem, therefore He gives us the capability to combine opposites. We have the capability to have bittel at the same time to understand what we're learning. And through that, we're also able to cause a chibur, also another two opposite, oilam. And a lakus, oilam, which is all about itself, and a lakus, which is all about Hashem. Oilam is snagap he psatin shalalaybin, umiskanasebulimude. The world will conduct itself according to the psagdin, and according to the conclusion that the person has in his limud. Meaning is that you see this connection even in this world. When there is a psakdin of the individual, the world will actually change. The physical aspects of the world will change based on that psakdin. That Hashem will complete me. Meaning is that Hashem changes even the physical aspects of the world to go according to the psak din of what Allah says. This is a. 
This connection is seen that the world, the physical aspects of the world will change according to the psaktin of the person that's learning and according to the conclusion of his learning. Meaning that when a rav or bezdin makes a psaktin, the actual physical dimensions of the world will change. The Kazal Darshan on this Pasik. Um, that the physical, and it, it's the, the Gemara, the Yushalmi over there gives an example of a case where the physical world changes according to the Psaktin that Bezdin did. This has to do with halachas, that has to do with the maturity of a, of a young girl or a young boy, that if Bezdin decides to add an extra month in the year, the physical dimensions of the, that young boy or young girl actually changes. And this will fulfill the promise that the uh, that Hashem's honor will be revealed, and that even the flesh, the aspects, the, the physical world, will be able to see the Pi Hashem Diber with the coming of Mashiach quickly in our days.